Heidi Baker, a missionary to Mozambique, has taken in thousands and thousands of orphaned and neglected children. She is a sought-after speaker worldwide and has led many to the Lord, as well as inspired them to serve God in destitute places of the earth and reach out to the one, as she calls it. That means whoever God puts before you. What did she do to be so powerfully used of God? She did nothing. I'll explain coming up on this edition of In the Secret. Hello, this is Joni Scott. Welcome to In the Secret, a devotional podcast. We're now moving into the last few very powerful verses of Psalm 91. Today, we will examine Psalm 91, verse 14. But before we do, I have to be honest with you and tell you that preparing for this particular podcast sort of smote me. It's a truth I endeavor to build my life on. And somehow it sneaks away and I'm out of its reach once again. Let's take a look at it. Psalm 91 verse 14 says, Because he has set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. What will cause the object of Psalm 91.14 to be delivered? Does it say, because he went to church faithfully every Sunday? Because he read his Bible? Because he helped in the Sunday school class? No. It says, because he has set his love on me, not just loved in a vague way, but set his love upon the Lord. When I first found God back when I was 22, I was madly and crazy in love with him. I told everyone within six feet of me, uh, which nowadays would be no one, but I told everyone about the great new love of my life. I even enjoyed doing dishes so I could be alone and chat with God. I, I went early to church just to enjoy that sense of God's presence in the sanctuary. And during that time, opportunities and coincidences arose, and those would direct my life and ministry for the future. As the years passed, serving God in church through every imaginable ministry you can name, love for God began to be equal to serving God. And over time, that same service began to be an obligation, even a chore. Now, sure, I still loved God. That's what made me want to keep serving. But instead of remaining where it all began, setting my love on Him, I was venturing into rough waters beyond the calm of His continual presence. Now, I knew I needed time for God, and I fought to get up early and be with Him. But my mind was cluttered with to-dos and have-tos. And in time, I emotionally fell apart. And that took me into a dark and desperate period in my life. And pretty soon, I was doing zero ministries. <laughs> well, after a long, dark time, I started over. Starting over, I would just walk and I'd begin to talk with God again. And that was enough. In fact, what I've learned since then is that just walking and talking and being with God is more than enough. 
That's the most powerful ministry of all. That's what I would call setting your love on him. And when we do, he puts everything in its place. Let me get back to the story from my introduction about Heidi Baker. Heidi Baker and her husband, Roland, were missionaries in Asia. They reached a point of complete and utter burnout. Heidi says she returned exhausted with one shriveled grape as the fruit of her ministry that she could hold up before God. Well, upon her return, God met her at a conference in a powerful and life-changing way. She realized that true power came from going low and slow. That meant spending hours and hours in simple worship and adoration of her Savior. In time, she returned to ministry in Mozambique, and that ministry exploded and became internationally known. She explains that now people come from all over the globe to be part of what God is doing in Mozambique. Sometimes those people grow frustrated with the long hours spent doing nothing, so to speak, before the Lord. And Heidi explains that one hour alone with God is worth 10 years in your own strength. Heidi wrote this in her book, Reckless Devotion. The more we spend time in God's presence, simply beholding his beauty, the more Christ-like we will become. God created us for a purpose. That purpose is to love, to lay down our lives for love. As we press into him, day after day, hour by hour, with reckless devotion, he fills our clay jars with his love. I think of that as God's fairy dust. When I take time to be with him, my life sort of shimmers with heavenly fairy dust. For instance, just yesterday I was walking and I realized that today was Good Friday. And I was thinking how I hadn't heard the song or the wonderful cross in a long time. This morning, I turned on a live worship stream and lo and behold, they were just beginning the song, Oh, the wonderful cross. (laughs) Is that a coincidence? Or what an old friend used to call it, a God incident or let's just call it heavenly fairy dust. There's one woman in the Bible of whom Jesus said, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the whole world, what she has done will be spoken as a memorial unto her. Well, what did this woman do? I want to do what she did. Let's look at her story in Mark uh, chapter 14. It says, As Jesus was reclining at the table, a woman came in with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the box and poured it over his head. And there was some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? It might have been sold for 300 pence, which I hear is a year's wage, and have been given to the poor and they murmured against her. Yes, there will always be someone to huff and stomp and complain that we're not doing enough. You know what? I don't even need a person to tell me that because I feel it inside my own mind. We hear we shouldn't waste our lives on time with God when there's money to be made, dishes to be done. 
my phone, it's always telling me things like that. It says, come hang out, scroll through endless news stories and Facebook posts. Well, Jesus answered these well-meaning but misguided men. Let her alone. Why trouble you her? She has done a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you want, you may do them good. But me, you have not always. She has done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Wait a second. Did this woman know Jesus was about to die? Because if she did, that means that this one who loved him enough to give up what was likely her dowry for him in a moment's time, loved him and that caused her to know something about him that those who sat in judgment did not. Jesus finished by saying, Verily I say unto you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the whole world, this also that she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Well, what do you know? That's what we're doing. We're talking about it right now. So that prophetic word has clearly come to pass. Jesus had a desire that we would look at this woman and consider her unselfish, extravagant love and learn something very important. That she set her love on Jesus and he set her on high. And as I thought on all of this, I realized that those of us home during this virus scare have an opportunity to rest from our running and our working and our serving and our slaving to find a place alone with him. And I feel like that's what Jesus meant for us when he said, "For but me, you don't have always. You just have these moments in time where we can set everything aside and just be with him. And this time is going to pass. I don't want to leave here like I came. I want to bury myself in continued worship and fellowship with Jesus. I started this um, quarantine out asking God, what should I do? What are the works that I should do? And today it was like he cast a gentle look of love on me and said, be still and know that I am God. You know what? We can check the coronavirus statistics later. Our friends' memes are always going to be there to laugh at. But today, while we have this time, let's dwell in the secret place, abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. So when we emerge, we'll sparkle and glow with heaven's fairy dust. God bless you. Enjoy your time with Jesus.